Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. Good morning, team. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> good morning, good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Are you ready for Thanksgiving? <laughs> No, same. Yeah. So in the U.S., we are celebrating Thanksgiving tomorrow. So I have family here, so I have no background. I've like changed my office space into like <laughs> guest room slash. So you know, <laughs> don't mind the no background. But anyway, today's show is going to be super, super exciting. We have the amazing chef Saida Farrell here with us to talk about where her business has gone, growing. She's doing so many amazing, amazing things. She's worked with us in the past. Uh, she was on one of our shows, Top 7 Digital Marketing Trends at 7. So super excited about this conversation today. But let us jump in and get this party started. <laughs> Intro is over popping. <laughs> what was in the background like? <laughs> Shout out to Juma for an amazing intro. All right, let me get the housekeeping out of the way. So welcome to the Your Business and Digital show. This is the show where we talk to you about how to really grow your revenue through digital. What we do is we bring together sales, we bring together finance, we bring together operations and marketing, and everyone is in the right position today, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Or do we need to switch? It's, and it's, it's going to get crazy when we have Chef on, right? It's, it's crazy, right? We're going to so move around a bit. I think we're in the wrong way. <laughs> We're lined up the wrong way, but it's all good. We will line ourselves up the right way. Um, we're always here to talk to you, really represent a true small business, right? All the key stakeholders. And we want to have that conversation about how to grow your business through digital. We understand that digital can be daunting. It can be a lot. So we want to get buy-in from all the right folks and help you achieve your business goals through digital. And that's exactly why we do this show. Um, so let me tell you where you can connect with us, okay? So connect with us on YouTube. We are on YouTube, the YouTube podcast. Definitely check us out there. We're live on YouTube. We're also live on LinkedIn. And we are everywhere podcasts are found. We're on Apple, we're on Amazon, we're on Spotify, we're in all the places. So tell a small business executive about this show. We help them really connect all the dots. If you're working with an agency, we talk to you about the questions you should be asking, right? Because again, you want digital to help you achieve your business goals. We know that you're spending a lot of money on digital. You want to see that ROI. And this show helps you to understand, how do I get to that money in the bank through digital? What are the right KPIs? We want to shift the conversation. Digital helped me increase my revenue by 10%. It helped me increase my revenue by 20%. Those are the conversations that you want to have with your CFO, and it'll surely make your sales team really happy. You want to drive them effective leads. You want digital to work for you. So check us out. <laughs> All right. So we do have a recap of the last show. <laughs> and the last show we talked about why digital marketing fails, right? Um, I know we do a lot of shows that are strategy-based. We do a lot of shows where we talk about the SEO, all the things working with an agency, but sometimes it comes down to just really, you know, why does it fail? Like a lot of people ask us, you know, I've worked with agencies before. I've done some digital marketing and it didn't work. And it comes down to probably four clear things. <laughs> They're probably a little bit more, but you know, one is that sometimes you just don't have a strategy. We talk to so many businesses that are leveraging tactics, meaning that the actions that they're taking, but not really a clear strategy of how do I get to this place, right? How do I, you know, maybe a strategy is to position yourself as an industry expert and then use a show like this to, you know, get that message across. So you want to have a clear strategy and understand the difference between a strategy and a tactic. The other thing is you want to make sure that if you are running ads, you want to make sure that the content is the right content. It's the attracting content to draw people in and move them down that customer journey, down your sales funnel. So you want to pay attention to 
who you're targeting, right? Who's that target audience? You need to know that for your business. The other thing is, it's so important to understand the behavior of that target audience. What are they doing online? Where do they hang out? What are the right platforms? Uh, what are the right channels? You don't want to run ads on Instagram and <laughs> all your people are on LinkedIn. So you really want to know the behavior of that target audience. It's really important. None of these digital marketing efforts will work if your target audience isn't there, right? They are the yin to your yang. You have your business plan, you have all the things that you want to do, but you want to make sure that the audience is there in order to, you know, move the business forward. Uh, the other thing is lack of optimization. How many times do you start something in digital and you're, you just let it run? You're not optimizing to see how to make it more efficient to, you know, maximize those conversions, whether it's collecting email addresses or getting people to that place of buying from you online. What do you want them to do? What's this, what steps are they taking? Are they getting to, are they moving through your ad, getting to the landing page and not taking the next step? Are they spending time on your site, not taking the next step? You want to look to see where the areas or where the areas your agency should be optimizing, right? This is a conversation you should be having at a monthly report. Hey, we've optimized to get to this point because this is the information that our analytics gave us and these are the next steps. So you want to be clear on the optimization tactics as well for, um, for your business. So those are some of the reasons why digital marketing fails. Time is also one of them. We also give it more time. I'll take the applause. Um, but I just wanted to throw that last one in there because I know Michael mentioned it um, at the last, uh, when we were talking, when we were on the show the other day. So why digital marketing fails, guys? What, what else do you want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, I think you ended it right at the right point on time, right? Are you taking your time to learn to collect that data and understand what the data is telling you? So definitely, you know, does digital marketing fail? It can, it absolutely can. It's not a cure-all, but at the same time, for those naysayers out there, it works. And if one of these things is on your checklist where, listen, maybe I did one of these things, or maybe I did three or four of these things, maybe it's time to revisit your plan. I have to tell you, as I was reflecting on the show and, and re, uh, watching it back as I I do every time I realized how much we can, we came up with the information, but we also struggle because we're so accustomed to helping our clients understand what they need to do versus not do. Because we often think of just like the kid, like you tell them, don't drop that. They drop it instead. So I, I, as I was thinking through it, I said, this is so interesting that uh, we're doing just the opposite as a forewarning to make sure that they, because money's on the line, right? Money's on the line. So I thought it was a very healthy exercise for us to go through because we gave the cautionary tale, but we also say, here's how, how to do it. And I, I'm hopeful that that's something that everybody remembers as they go through and that they don't stumble as they go through it. But I thought it was a very healthy exercise. My husband actually remarked on it. And that's a rarity. Rich, normally he hears a lot of what we do. You know, Tamara, you know how he is. And he, he said that was an awesome thing that we did. So hats off because he's a tough customer some days. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Take that, Rich. Totally tough customer, man. <laughs> but, I, but I think I love this show because, yeah, it was sometimes understanding what not to do is just as important as understanding what to do, right? So if you're struggling to figure out, you know, what should I do? At least if you know what not to do, those mistakes you won't make. So just as important. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Just as important. And yeah, I think, you know, we, as we talk to businesses, we hear these things all the time, right? It's the first, it's actually the questions or the things they say to us. I tried it and it didn't work. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, I ran these ads and here's what happened. I boosted a pose. So you hear them trying the things because there's so many trendy things that they hear out there. And they're like, should I be trying things? 100% you should be trying things, but you want to give yourself the right amount of time. It takes about, digital is not magic. <laughs> 
I know AI, it all feels like tech is magic and all that stuff. It's not magic. It takes, you have to do something consistently for about 90 days, right? At least 90 days to really understand what's happening, to see the shifts and changes you should be making, uh, to, and to, to really take actionable insights from the data points that you're getting, right? That's what gets you to the optimization piece. Um, so super excited about that. All right. I know we got to move along because we have a good show. It's going to be jam packed. So we are moving on to our next segment, which is our hot ticket. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Who has hot topics and what are we talking about today? <laughs> I have hot topics today and I am going to lean in. And uh, uh, as we said, one of the other shows that here's my confession. These are my confessions, Tamara, as uh, my friend Katina said, and you posted about there is a virality YouTube that I, that's in the business realm called Elevator Pitch, a, a very similar kind of thing that you see with Shark Tank, but it's on YouTube. And I enjoy this a lot more because it leans directly into what we work with on a daily basis, and that's speaking about our business. In this, it's a, uh, a show where someone gets into an elevator, they have 60 seconds to pitch their business or their product or whatever their idea is in that moment for 60 seconds. On the other side of that elevator, some, there's a camera where there are three judges that are listening to your pitch and then will determine whether or not you get to get out of the elevator to then further speak about your business and determine whether or not they're going to invest in your business or not. Now, here's why I really, really, really love this piece because there are a number of things that are involved in it. And one of the things about this season that I really like is that the, the owner, founder of Slutty Vegan, uh, Pinky Cole is one of the judges this year. And what I enjoy about this is for small businesses, this is a place where you can get exposure. You are able to gain business, uh, gain uh, money to support maybe uh, an investor in your business. But more importantly, it really for a small business, I think there are a number of ways. And I'm a five person when it comes to these kind of points a place where we are able to learn something, not just because they're on TV, but it will help you to hone your business in a couple of ways. Nia, if you don't mind moving on to the next slide, let's talk this through. One of the things that I enjoy about this, and I speak to my clients almost with everyone, different ways to speak about your business at every moment, despite who you are speaking with and whatever environment in, you're in, are you able to socialize your business in a comfortable way that speaks to your business and helps your business move forward? So a couple of ways that you need to make sure that this happens is, one, be sure to capture their attention quickly, concisely, with a clarity to let them know who you are, what your business is, how you're going to solve that their, their problem in a quick way. We have seconds to capture someone's attention, to make them lean in and want to speak more. Literally, if you're in an elevator, you have no time because you might have one floor, not a whole bunch of floors to have that door closed in a closed space where someone has uh, your captive and their captive attention. The next piece is to gain a value proposition alignment. This is specific in a B2B space. When you are introducing yourself to someone, you want them to know that your business is about a specific thing and that they understand the value of your business and that your value to them is solving their need, fulfilling their pain in a quick and, and concise fashion. The third piece is demonstrate an ROI, that return on investment. You have helped a business do B and receive C. Uh, not, Nia, did you do the other two? Do we have the other two? Yes, there we go. Uh, the other component too is that you don't want this to be a speed dating moment, despite it being a very short term uh, time that you have with them because the clock is ticking. You want to speak to long term relationships and that this is a committed relationship that you're always seeking for your business, not something that is very short term vendor like it's a partnership that you are always seeking for any business that you're working with. And I think the final point is the biggest key. 
exuding confidence, showing that you're passionate about your business, that you're excited about what you do, how you do it, when you do it. When people are looking to engage with you and your business, they're looking for excitement, not well, well, and help businesses to figure out their sales and their pricing. I wouldn't want to talk to me if I did that. So your job is to show that you're excited about what you do and you're excited about helping them or being introduced to someone that they know so that you can help their business move to the next space. So in a nutshell, that, that is where you all go. You love those. <laughs> I, I, I love, 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 love this piece because with every one of one of the, the people that I work with, I always speak to, are you able to socialize your business? Tell me how you speak about your business. Do you have three different ways that you speak to different products or services really quickly to capture someone's attention so that the conversation keeps going? Cocktail conversations, a serious conversation. Tamara and I were in, uh, when I, I was with her one time, there was a, a street fair. And as we were walking through, the opportunity presented itself for us to speak about different components about our businesses, different components about YBID. And we were able to speak to it really quickly in an old, very casual fashion that made people literally stop in their tracks. That's exactly what you want to do in this instance. And that's why I love this show, because it leans into speaking about your business, not just this investor component that is really cool, but for everyday people like us, you know, put your money where your mouth is, literally. We love that. It's just so important and it's the sizes of it, right? Um, I, I did a presentation two days ago and I was just like, man, I needed to, it was in person, it wasn't digital. And I handled it like it was a digital presentation or I handled it like it was, I was at a workshop, right? And after going back to check myself, I'm like, wow, oh, I needed more of a, more succinct because it was like, you know, the question was like, well, what do you want from this? Right. And I was presenting the presentation and I'm like, where do I? So mm -hmm. I realize now I have to, especially being out face to face, it's a different kind of talk track when I'm connecting with B2B businesses. And it's, it's just a little bit more succinct. It's some of the same things mm -hmm. I'm saying. I'm actively watching myself not fail, but I'm like, oh, this is, there's a new realm here. What, what are the words? I haven't hit the chord because I can still see a little bit of, uh, and I know I'll, I'll see the, uh, when I hit the right port. So, you know, you also have to be self-aware, right? right. In this process as well too. So as you're talking to people, as you're the elevator pitch as you're giving your pitch you have to be mm -hmm. self-aware are they engaged with me are they just nodding to nod do they want this to be over <laughs> are they like get it over and done with where are they and you can start adjusting that pitch as well as you practice it um so i, I definitely I haven't seen the show but i want to check it out because yeah i'm in another stage of what does the pitch look like <laughs> It's interesting because this is, it ran I ran across it accidentally. Uh, this is run by Entrepreneur Media. So Entrepreneur Magazine, uh, that whole realm of things is, is who did it. And it was served up to me on YouTube. We talk about this all the time. And I, it just captured my attention because every day we're in this in the business realm. And this is one of the biggest places I find people don't understand how to relate what they do socially in a business environment. Same concept, different topic, more meat on this bone. And I think it, it, if we we lean into it a bit and think about it and walk around like Tamara and I have spoken about on, on many occasions, I was that girl that would walk around and say, I'm Michelle Gordon, WWL News. You know, and I to this day, despite this being my wheelhouse, I, I speak to it. I know I can be verbose. I know I need to be a bit more succinct. So I, I, I lean into it and I practice and I have five or six different ways to speak about different things and we'll do it as if I am rifling through my purse. And I've done that before and gained a piece of business. I spoke to someone and said, yes, my business, they ask you, I'll give you a fine example in a doctor's office. And they, you know, just trying to, to, to qualify what, what's wrong with you to diagnose you. And I was asked, what do you do for a living? And I say, I help people get paid their value by determining what their worth is, ask for it and get the money. And my entire visit went off the rails. I eventually, you know, 
got diagnosed. But, you know, and I was literally rifling through my purse answering that question because it's such a routine for me right now. I get it. I know it and and excited about what I do. And it was quite an interesting thing. So all of us have that opportunity to do that. Well, to elevate a pitch tight. All right, all right, all right. Oh, guys, we're just moving on along. Yeah. <laughs> all we right. We got the part of the show today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Super excited. All right, we're moving on to one of my favorite segments. <laughs> this is where we go beyond the likes and follows and take you to that place. I'm closing my eyes and <laughs> take you to that place. <laughs> money in the bank. This is where the true strategy happens. And this is where we also talk to businesses that are doing amazing things, amazing things in digital, amazing things across the board. We are super excited today to bring to the stage, huh, Chef Steve Farrow. Oh, I'm right there. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Chef. How are you? It has been a minute. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going? It's going amazing. It is. No. It's are you going okay, cool. All right. So introduce yourself and tell the people who you are, please. <laughs> I am Chef Saida Farrell, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Marshmallow of the Month Club, where we curate sweet, nostalgic, joyful, some more experiences and gourmet hot chocolates. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that value proposition I've been working on. <laughs> very nice, very nice, very nice, Chef. Very nice elevator pitch for sure. You, you definitely tightened, tightened that up. <laughs> so Chef, let's take it back because we met on Clubhouse, right? Mm -hmm. What, 2020, right? During the <laughs> yeah. And we did the top seven shows together where you came on and, I mean, trailed the blazed and did amazing things on the show. We were doing a show called The Top Seven Digital Marketing Trends at Seven. And we presented you with subject matter experts to help you really wrap your mind around digital. And I remember just like how much your business grew within that <laughs> short space of time, right? You achieved your business. You got to a place where your revenue grew. Was it 20%? Am I exaggerating? No, it was 40%. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> You're understating. <laughs> You worked with us and your business revenue increased by 40% year over year, or 40% Monovan Digital, 40%, 40%. Okay. Just 40%. Anyway, so talk about since then, what's been going on? Where have you been? What's been happening? Um, and I'm sure, you know, everyone's going to jump in and ask questions. We're just going to completely freestyle, but tell us everything. Yeah, please, please do ask questions. Cause like I said, I could go on and on and on. But after I graduated top seven at seven, um, <clears throat> you know, I knew I really had a great product, but I didn't think I had a great business. So I think a lot of us start with like a great, great product idea, but what does that translate with business? Because, you know, there was the word recession began to, you know, circulate. And what happens when there's a recession, people get rid of things that they don't need necessarily. So the subscription box numbers started to dwindle and I had to figure out like, how do I grow this business as opposed to just having a product? So 2022, about April 2022, I said, I need to get business coaching because marketing is great, but now I need to grow this business, right? So I started seeking out business coaching and mentoring, and that started with, you know, just applying for different programs. So the first program that I got into was Jumpstart, which is a local organization here that helps entrepreneurs. And that was the, the very beginning. So I think I, I'm, I'm 20 months in now to this business coaching and mentoring. Now I'm over mentored and over coached. And it's like, okay, 
it's time to take everything that I've learned and put that into practice. So that's where I'm at. Well, in January, that's where I'll be at. I'll be done in January. I'm like, don't apply for anything else. Just start working on the business itself and growing it. We love that because we kind of definitely apply. One of the things we talk about here is the fundamentals of business, because if you do not have a business strategy, digital just doesn't work for you. Marketing can't work. You have to have the fundamentals of business in mm -hmm. place. And that's so important. So if a business comes to us, we're like, okay, where are those fundamentals? So the fact that you spend time working on that, nailing down your talk track, nailing down all the things, understanding, I'm sure, costs, blah, 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 all the things. <laughs> that's amazing. But 20 months, wow, uh, that's a lot of time dedicated to your business. So we definitely love to hear that. So I'm going to pass it over to Andrea because I'm sure she's like, what? <laughs> I know, right? 40%, 40%, four zero. That is, that is amazing. But um, what I really liked what you said there just now, that coaching that, you know, you have a good product, but you may not have a good business. Mm -hmm. And 20 months is a lot of time to, that you've spent developing your business. And I think entrepreneurs and business owners need to remember time is what you need because I think a lot of times we're looking for the quick fixes and we're looking for oh gosh I tried this just like what we said on our show um earlier this week about not giving digital marketing time to work you need to give your business model time to work and you need to to tweak it as you go along so I'm, I'm really I really love that that you say you know you went into the coaching and and that sort of thing so tell me a bit about that in terms of what were some of the key takeaways from that coaching that you found was useful in the business that helped you, you know, kick it up a notch? Yeah, the biggest thing was that I am not a marshmallow maker. I am the CEO of the Marshmallow of the Month Club. That was the biggest thing. So I had to, there were some months where I barely made marshmallows, right? I had to step back and say, you know, we have this subscription box, but how do we take all the products out of the subscription box for people who don't want to be, you know, tied down to a subscription every month? So what does that look like with a one-time gift box? And how do we grow each product line? So there's four product lines. So there's the marshmallows on their own, um, the graham crackers, the cocoa. And then I found out I'm a product line, all of my knowledge. <laughs> so I am now a line item on my P&L and, you know, whether it's um, uh, coaching or if it's, you know, just giving my information, you know, just selling information, I'm a product line as well. So, and helping people with growing their businesses. So going from marshmallow maker to CEO was big and understanding that, uh, and then branding, right? That was another huge part uh, even right now, I'm saying I'm the founder of the Marshmallow of the Month Club, but we're going into retail locations in January. And so does that translate to a retail brand? And it did not translate as a retail brand. So I love going into grocery stores. I don't know why, but I just love going into grocery stores. But now when I go in, I'm looking at brands and like what's popping out at me and what, you know, what do I notice? So I had to go through a whole rebrand and we, we still haven't launched it yet. It's, it'll, you know, it's, it's coming out in drips and drabs, but um, I really had to understand like what was the overarching retail brand and it's not Marshmallow of the Month Club. And from just, you know, working with all of you at Top 7 and 7 and one of those pillars right tomorrow was Chef Saida Farrell, you are a pillar. And I'm like, oh, I'm the face of the brand. I am the brand. <laughs> so it's funny how there, there's things like all these breadcrumbs along the way. I had looked at some things that I was working on and I saw that I was signing off as um, from the kitchen of Chef Saida Farrell. And I was like, oh, that's the overarching brand. And so that's what we've done is we've created a, a logo and, and working on our branding colors. So it's really tight now where like when you see it, you see from the from the kitchen of chef saida so those are two things that um were huge for me going from marshmallow maker to ceo and creating a consistent brand <laughs> give, give her some applause. oh my god 
Screaming cheers, please. <laughs> I absolutely love that. I absolutely love that. Oh boy, moms. <laughs> but I, I think that's such a um. I think that's such an important lesson, right? And I think you've made the shift from working in your business to yeah. working on your business. Yeah. That is essentially what you've done. And a lot of business owners um, and entrepreneurs, we get stuck in the working in the business and we don't have time to work on the business. I mean, I personally as well, I'm going through this journey as well. And I'm actually, for 2024, I actually have a goal written down that I need to spend more time working on the mm-hmm. business. I need to remove myself. So I'm trying to put things in place to remove myself because I would imagine you didn't just do that overnight, right? You had to put things in place that allowed yes. you to get out of the kitchen and into the boardroom, basically, of, of all these different places where you're going, right? So love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop fangirling now. <laughs> Go for it, Michelle. Chef, I don't even know where to start. I just, I just don't even know where to start. There's so much to say and to to recognize and to have you have you speak on to our community yet again to help them to understand that it can get done. I vividly remember working with you, and there were a number of things that were in your brain that you were just trying to to get out. And we started small with understanding the pricing for all of your segments and how did you want to lean into family packs? Did you want to have a mini versus your deluxe box? And I've seen that not only, and you recognize like we did in that one season, 40% growth, and then you became a mentor to the next season of people that came through. Talk to our folks and talk about how you've not only diversified with your Joycraft um, Coco, that is Amazing, amazing where that has evolved to, but not only how how you have been peopling, as I've been saying to a number of my clients, people and getting out there, and this has helped to evolve your business into the B2B space as well. That was another thing that you were really trying to do at that Mm -hmm. point. I, I I think of what you're saying about going into the retail stores. And to me, that was so obvious when I noticed that you had that pop up store. Mm-hmm. Then you had, I was like, oh, I see where she's going with this. <laughs> I, see, I see where this is and how it can, it can move into different spaces. But can you talk a bit about that evolution and how within your product products came along and just began to stand on its own and how you, you confidently walked into that space and said, no, I don't need to be in this literal box, the subscription box and move forward in it. And by the way, folks that are listening to this, not only did, did we come in, we coach, but I, I am a, a financial supporter of Marshmallow <laughs> Club. I enjoy my box, look forward to it coming in, in every month. And I am one of those people that she's speaking about. I am not a s'mores person, but I will take components of the entire box apart and will enjoy it over a course of time. So it is a product that I believe in and that I invest in every month and gift out. So there's that. So I'm sorry. I told you I have so much to say about you because I really enjoy what you are doing as a business. And I have shared your profile with a number of people and say, take a look, take a look, watch the evolution, go back, look at her previous posts and watch how her business has evolved over the last two years. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. And thank you for supporting Michelle. Every time I see your name, I'm just like, Michelle, what's one L? And and I'm so excited to send you a box out for sure. But, you know, um, sometimes with, well, I guess when you're a business owner, you're just like, oh, this is what I want to do. And I'm not going to do anything other than what I want to do. But then when people start asking you, can you do X? Can you do Y? Can you do Z? I mean, it has to be within your capacity as well. And so um, my subscribers that asked me for more cocoa, and so I had to figure out like, what does more cocoa really look like? Like how many ounces should it be? How many servings should it be? And so I started working on that. How do we package this cocoa? And it was really um, listening to your customer and what your customer wants, right? So they wanted one-time, one-time gift boxes. They wanted more, um, they wanted more cocoa and they wanted more graham crackers. So we're not there yet with doing more graham crackers. We're working on that brand because we want to make sure that the packaging is right. Um, but 
being confident within it, I, I, um, I guess you just you just have to work on it, right? I don't know if I was confident or not that it was going to work. I knew I had a great product, but just really understanding like what the pricing was, because I wanted to make sure that um, I understood what all of my costs were before I could package this. And then once I package it, am I making a profit? And the opportunity to start selling wholesale just came about organically because I made sure I was in the right room. So that's a conversation that I was having recently. Like I'm doing this 20 months of business coaching and mentoring, but it's putting me in the right rooms with conversations with other entrepreneurs, people with other resources and really networking. And so those opportunities are opening up and I just have to um, adapt to those oppor opportunities as long as they're within my capacity. Cause I find that like, if people want something smaller, you know, like a mini S'more survival kit, it actually takes more time and it's less profitable than if I did something, you know, you know, a, on a larger scale for corporate. So I had to make some of those decisions. Like, can we sell the marshmallows retail by themselves? Well, um, direct to consumer? Not really, because when it comes to shipping, you're almost paying the same price as you're paying for the marshmallows. So the marshmallows by themselves became, we could sell those B2B. So B2B, they're going to buy those in bulk or in B2B, they're going to buy, you know, uh, a platter. So we really had to look at that. And then one of the cocos wasn't selling. So we knew that that was a dog. So that, that cocoa needs to come off and not put as much focus on that particular cocoa, even though that was like, oh, I want to promote this flavor. But the customer was like, we don't want that flavor. Give it a bit. So <laughs> So it was just, you know, adapting in that way and, and growing. And I never expected that I'd be in retail. And I think that was a, um, like, who am I to go into retail? And then I'm just like, yeah, I belong in retail for sure. <laughs> so it's pretty exciting. I can't, I can't wait to reveal when we're on the shelf. They're gonna, there's going to be so much content. When we hit the shelf, it'll, so we're waiting on packaging right now. So it's, it's an exciting time. <sighs> we love it. Pulse of your business and listening to the customer, the customer journey, the customer doesn't like this. I love this is my business falling in love, you know, really, you know, moving away from the business being the baby and the thing is kind of like, all right, cool. It's telling you, Hey, I, this is what works. This is not, you know, I'm just wrapping your mind around that. Cause sometimes as entrepreneurs, we're so in love with our ideas, right. And the things we want to do and we lead with that, but it really seems like you're a hundred percent customer focused now. And I love what you talked about is being in the right rooms is, game changing, right? So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Michael. I, I just had to jump in there. <laughs> Chef, great things, great things for sure. So I, I want to bring it back to digital, right? So we started off, you know, as you said, top seven at seven. I remember, you know, one of the weeks it was, you know, a lot of pace, we were going quickly, you met with an expert every week. Where are you in digital now? What, what's, what's that ecosystem doing for you now? Ooh, what has it how, how has that helped you get where you are now let's start there yeah oh let's see um <laughs> so the it's it's interesting going beyond the likes right because like facebook i think when i started out with you guys well i had started my facebook group so that's at like 300 people in the facebook group right now so that's like for 2024 how am i going to how am I going to monetize that? So that's the thought for 2024 is how I'm going to monetize that Facebook group. Um, then Instagram, I think when I started with you guys, I was probably at a thousand followers and now we're about 1700, but like, I don't even look at, I don't even care if it's 1700 or 10,000 because I'm still profitable. And just with having 1700, right? Because I have a niche audience and they keep coming back. And that's what's more important to me than having those 10,000 followers. Like how do I keep communicating with them and they keep coming back and then they tell the next person, you know? And another huge shift for me is I'm working on SEO on this website and um, you know me, I, I, I believe that uh, Terminator and Daryl and all those things are possible if we keep feeding the machine but um i went into chat gpt and i was just like what 
and <laughs> I'm just teaching it my business and it is spitting out like information that speaks like me and it is freeing up my time where I can get those 10 blog posts done, optimizing the SEO and getting them out, you know, to, um, out on the, on the website. And I'm starting to see people say, I found you on Google search, right? Cause it's hard for me to rank for marshmallow or hot chocolate. So I've got to use, I've got to be a little more specific, right? I've got to go with artisan marshmallows or how do you make marshmallows? And with the cocoa, it has to be like Mexican hot chocolate, spiced hot chocolate. So having, you know, using that verbiage within, um, with oh, for SEO optimization. So I feel like I'm everywhere, but I know that I can really understand my customer by being everywhere. Like my Etsy customer, they rave about me, you know? So I know that like my Etsy customer, I can like speak to them personally so that I can get more information from them. Um, we launched on Amazon and through the BBA program, we had like a $3,000 ad credit and so what we did was um, we really started drilling into what are those keywords that sell and which ones don't sell. You know, don't waste your money on hot chocolate. Put your money into vegan and dairy free hot chocolate. So with that $3,000, man, I have an ad campaign that is converting. And I saw it the other day. I think, um, you know, all those terms out there, my A cost or whatever, it, it went up to two where it was at like 0.5, you know, at one time. So really understanding that and, and digging in there. So, I mean, I, I don't post a lot right now because it's holiday season and I'm busy, busy, busy. But when I post consistently, I see those sales going up for sure. And so that's where we were. That's where we are. And this is where we're going. Chef, you talk so comfortably about SEO. I love it. <laughs> say, yes, and I made this, you know, content and I had to make sure and you know optimize it for SEO. And I'm not ranking for keywords like hot chocolate. <laughs> Tomorrow, how far have we come? <laughs> Michael, oh. just uh, I mean, just think about what she said. We are entering the busiest season of the year. And she says, I'm busy. I don't have time to post. I got my eye. I'm good. Um I Amazing, amazing, and always ties in, you know, what we were discussing on Monday why digital marketing fails, you know, and she, she highlights one right there. So, hot chocolate, right? It, it seems counterintuitive. You have a business, you say, like, this is what I need to rank for, but actually, you didn't, right? So, great stuff, chef. I just love to hear how comfortable you are talking digital. But I mean, it's attributed to you. So please don't give me accolades. I mean, y'all were like, I spent so much time with you guys and I still listen in. I, I'm still, I still take notes. I even brought a notepad. I'm speaking today and I was like, I got to take notes. They might say something, but, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's definitely what you have put into, you know, the universe has definitely uh, helped me for sure. So that was definitely a beginning. You know, this is my second business and where I failed in my first business was the marketing aspect. So that's why I was just like, I'm going to do all things marketing. And I was just so focused on that. And now I'm going back to building the business and that marketing education is just coming along with me. Oh, chef. We love that. We love everything. I'm like <laughs> obsessed. So talk a little bit about what's happening offline. Cause man, I, you, what are you like? You have your own TV show. <laughs> <laughs> You're on TV. <laughs> like, I don't have my TV show yet. Not yet. <laughs> I was just like, every time I turn around, I'm like, she's on TV again. <laughs> uh, so off how are people connecting and the sales and all that good stuff? Yeah, so visibility was some was a goal of mine as well, right? Uh, and and specifically in Ohio, because my customer lives in California, Texas, Florida, and Illinois. And um, so I wanted more subscribership and more customers here in Ohio. I mean, the shipping is just less, you know, and the, the product is so fresh that I would like to have a closer base for sure, you know, and grow that Ohio base. So visibility was important to me. And right now I'm in a program that's very local. It's called Cleveland Chain Reaction. And with this program, there's opportunities to be on um, Fox 8 with a gentleman Kenny Crumpton. So he does kicking it with Kenny. And so we're just like 
so he's part of Cleveland Chain Reaction where he just promotes us. And um, so I'm definitely doing like my elevator pitch every time I'm on there. And when we first had the first introduction, there was a woman walking around. Nobody knew who she was. And she was just talking to the different businesses. And um, at the end of the show, she's like, and the winner is Marshmallow the Month Club. And I'm like, what did I win? <laughs> And it wound up being a free booth at the Christmas connection here in Cleveland. So, you know, we have this huge convention center. If you think of like Jacob Javits in, this, in New York, right? Huge convention center, um, IX convention center. And like 38,000 people come through in three days. And so I had reached out to some of my friends who were participating. And I'm like, how long have you been prepping for this? And they're like, oh, since July. And I had two weeks. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I called up my daughters. I'm like, you need to come in. We need to, you need to help me. And I didn't have enough prepped. But um, I said, yeah, I can make cocoa on the fly. We can just, like, do it almost to order, right? That, that old line chef thought process came into play. And so we were just packing up cocoa right then and there. Um, and, and we did really well. So he, he, he was there the first day. So people were coming up like, I saw. I saw you on TV. And so that has increased visibility. And then we said, we're going to do samples. So we did two ounce samples and just let people taste the cocoa and sold. Like as soon as they tasted it, they sold it. And then <laughs> on Sunday, I was just like, let me ask these people if I can record them. And every person who sampled it, I said, can I record your reaction to this cocoa? And I just kept taking videos, taking videos. So now I have all kinds of marketing. I cannot wait <laughs> to put this into play. And uh, oh, so it was it was just brilliant. Of course, I was thinking about you guys for sure, right? And the other marketing people, I'm like, you'll be so proud of me. And so we got, I mean, like only two people said no. And, uh, but other than that, I got some great video uh, um, recorded. So I'm excited about that for sure. To use that as user generated content. <laughs> Do, do I look rent free in your head a little bit? <laughs> oh, you do? I, 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 you were one of the first people I picked. I was like, you'd be so proud of me. You did. You said, you texted me. I was like, she's like, I got video. And I was like, oh my God. And I think you sold what, like 400? <laughs> yeah, we, we sampled 600 cups of cocoa and we sold like 400. We had 400 sales. So that went really well. So, you know, like, um, the marshmallows did did okay, but you know it was just easier for us to sell the cocoa right then and there. So we did sell some marshmallows, but we sold the cocoa. And I mean, but that's like the the, the business itself is pivoting, and I'm okay with pivoting with it, you know, for sure. Um, if the I'll continue to make marshmallows, but now it's the brand they go together. The hot chocolate and the marshmallows go together, and those will both be um, in the retail store this uh, 2024. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right. So we have a few minutes left. So tell us what what are takeaways? What are the greatest takeaways from the last two years? I mean, like oh. your revenue is exploding, your products exploding, your business, all the things are moving in the right direction. You're doing digital. I mean, you sound <laughs> so solid, this business model. What are the takeaways that you would give to a business? Because now you really kind of moved from that solo entrepreneur into that space of B2B clients, mm -hmm. you know, having the team, the daughters. I know you had some interns here and there, yeah. right? But so what what are the takeaways for businesses? What do they need? What do you want them to know? Um, you have multiple value propositions. And I think uh, Michelle spoke to this earlier. Um, because I really thought I just had to speak to that 35 to 55 year old woman with two children who's married and lives in California, but she may not be that corporate client. So you need to be able to speak to that corporate client and you also need to be able to speak to, to your business. So you need a value proposition for the business. And then you also need one for each product that you have so that you can speak to different people, you know, and Oh, what are the key takeaways? Work lo with local organizations. I mean, I've done some national programs with WeBank West and uh, Goldman Sachs 
and um, I'm doing Walk Star right now, which is phenomenal. So I've done some national organizations as well and um, NDC's Entrepreneurship Academy. But when you go local to find your like your small business development center or organizations that are high, you know, they're focused on entrepreneurship and helping entrepreneurs, you can find local organizations. Mine has been ECDI and um, Jumpstart. And those organizations, like they have more resources beyond just going through, you know, like their boot camps. So, and, and one thing I learned too was um, CDFI. So when you're looking for funding for your business and you may not be able to get traditional funding, um, you want to find a CDFI and those, and don't ask me what it stands for, but you can Google it. <clears throat> but those organizations will have education for you as well. So I've, I've done everything in including um, Our Village United, which came through um, Beyonce's foundation, um, Be Good Foundation. So I was, I was, um, she did like that tour, the per Black Parade route of a hundred businesses in 10 cities. And so I was selected in, um, for Chicago, even though we're here in Cleveland. So there were just some great resources, but you don't have to do it alone is really what I'm trying to say. And you, you said it as far as being a solopreneur. I don't say that anymore. You know, I'm, I'm a small business owner right now. Um, I'm sure it'll grow into an enterprise working on that. <laughs> but you, you, there are a lot of resources and a lot of networking where you don't have to be, do it alone. And, um, do something different from what everybody else is doing. I just got to get that in there. Oh my gosh, do something different. Like <laughs> if you're doing lashes, do it for men. Don't do it for women. You know what I'm saying? Like, Just do something, be niche because, and that, that was one thing I was nervous about getting away from Marshmallow of the Month Club because when I say Marshmallow, they're like, Marshmallow? You know, it's an inch, it's it, because it's different from everybody who's doing, you know, the same thing within, um, you know, so you can find a way that your business is niche from everybody else's business and you'll make way more money than trying to be like somebody else. Man, you've always been a rock star, but <laughs> this is like. There's that commercial where we shouldn't say the word rock star about people, but <laughs> you have always been a rock star. And now like, this is like next level. Uh, you're like super rock star because <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, I love the fact that, um, you know, you are in a zone where you are, you know, all the dots are connected for you and the product shift, the, and you know, just your flexibility. <laughs> in it all right because i know you have when you have your ideas you have your ideas <laughs> but that flexibility all the things so to see the business grow to watch you from just behind the scenes is always like oh my god every time you post i'm like oh my god <laughs> I'm like, she's growing up no more 40 percent increases <laughs> So tell us a little bit about like what, what's the percentage of revenue growth that you've seen now that you've moved down these product lines? I mean, has that been in the, <laughs> I mean, they're, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're not realistic percentages because excuse me. <clears throat> cause you're, cause you're a millionaire now. They're not. Nah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> Because the Coco launched October of last year. And um, so we had like a, a small holiday season. Surprised to see that it kept selling throughout the year. But then we're, we're you know, I'm looking at my numbers. And that's one thing. I got to get that in there for Andrea. Know your numbers. Cost of goods, profitability, all that good stuff. But, um, but I mean, like, it was like, 2000% or something. It's ridiculous. But that doesn't mean anything, right? Because like, it's got to level out. So I'm waiting to see next year's growth when it levels out. So you know, you may have sold 30 this year, and then you sell like 150 the next year, you know, so but I, I will say that I've decided on my very first hire. Are you ready for my very first hire? <laughs> I'm hiring a marketing assistant for my very first hire. 
it's where I spend my most, most of my time. And then if I had a marketing assistant, that would definitely grow the business. And then I can see the ROI immediately. And if you're not making me the money, you're not the right marketing assistant. So I know like by hiring a marketing assistant, I can quickly see the value that they give to the business. So I've decided that that's my very first hire for 2024 will be a marketing assistant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on something that you just said about the unrealistic that that growth no here's why it's realistic for you because you have branched into different segmentation mm-hmm. and that proves whether or not it's worthy of your time and your business to keep oh. investing moving forward in that space and do you need to still lean into it? Sure, the year over year growth or the month over month growth is going to change. But when it hits you and it's moving that fast, it's worthy of your attention. And that seed money to help other things and help to get your name out there, it pays dividends in so many other ways and has stretched you into places that the business wouldn't have grown had you not moved into that space. So that percentage means a lot in many different ways and, and bottom line and as far as exposure and sales your selling arm for you. So I'm all for that percentage and we can modify it as you go through. Okay. 100%. I appreciate that. It rules it out. It rules it out. All right. So chef, you know, tell people where they can connect with you, how they can find you. <laughs> for sure. So um, Marshmallow of the Month Club everywhere. We've got that domain as well as Instagram. Um, if you want to buy our cocoa, you can find us on Amazon at Joycraft Cocoa. Uh, and um, yeah, that that's where you can find me: Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, a little bit of TikTok, and we've got YouTube. That YouTube will build that out for 2024. Oh, Chef Andrea had some technical difficulties, so we've just kind of kept you up here because you know your family, and we love having you. And this was awesome. I am legit so proud. <laughs> Like I got the also you guys didn't know, but I got um, the sample vegan graham crackers to test out. So there's stuff testing in the market that came my way. I'm like, what are these vegan goodness? <laughs> and I have to fill out feedback. I'm giving you my feedback now. I'm like, this was awesome. <laughs> I, I opened it and I just kept going back to it. I'm like, oh, bite. And then I'm like, oh. I have this great, oh, I have this great, rack. and then I was just like, then I was like, where is the, where did I, I was like, I finished them? <laughs> I'm like, where is this cracker that I'm looking for? So, so good, so good, so Thank good. Uh, so I really appreciate that opportunity. I think Andrea is back, is she? I don't see her. <laughs> um, and that cocoa is vegan and dairy-free. The cocoa is vegan and dairy-free. I'm going to make the cocoa. My nieces are here. We're doing Thanksgiving. So we're going to make the cocoa and test it out. But, you know, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I appreciate being one of your guinea pigs. <laughs> but you are still continuing to, to make, you're continuing to test things in the market. I mean, I heard a lot about optimization. Everything we talk about on the show you've done. Andrew, I don't know if you heard your shout out when she talked about profitability, all the things. Okay. So, She's, you know, you got to go back and watch that piece. She talked about PL. She talked about all the things that that really you would have been like, oh, is that me talking? <laughs> but it sounds like, and she's hiring a marketing assistant first. So you've hit all the key components here, right? You've hit marketing, you've hit sales, you've hit operations, and you've hit finance, which is really now you're looking at that business holistically. The fundamentals of business are playing within your business. So Oh, chef. I mean, this was our final thought. I could, I can't even, <laughs> we're just not moving her off the screen. <laughs> She's going to be with us forever. <laughs> so this was awesome. We go, you got to go back and watch the show. This is what the growth looks like. This is what it mo- looks like to move from, you know, that place where you're like, Hey, I'm a solopreneur, but I want to build my business. I want to work with B2B clients. I want to take my business to the next level. I want to scale my business. This is what it looks like. It's putting in the time. It's understanding the fundamentals fundamentals of your business uh, because you can't do digital. You can't do anything if you don't understand those fundamentals. Mm-hmm. So 
super excited that you were here with us today. And uh, I know I have some housekeeping to do really quickly. So let me tell you where you can connect with the show. <laughs> connect with us at Your Business and Digital. We want you to connect with us on YouTube. We want you to connect with us on LinkedIn. We are everywhere. Podcasts are found as well, too. The whole reason we do this show is because we want you to connect those dots of money in the bank through your digital and digital marketing activities. We want you to have that conversation of, I increased my revenue 10%. I increased my revenue 20%. We also know that we can help you increase your revenue 40%. Proof is in the pudding. I mean, go back and watch your show. We do amazing things, right? We want you to have those clear conversations with your marketing teams about what are the KPIs? How am I seeing this ROI? What are the things that I'm doing? How am I going beyond the likes and follows to really get to that place of money in the bank? So definitely connect with us at Your Business and Digital. And Chef, again, it was just great to have you here with us. Great for you to be on stage. You got to come back and tell us as you keep growing, you got to come back. Every season, you have a slot here. Every season. <laughs> you got to come back and tell us. And, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate all of you so much. <laughs> this was an amazing show. We will see you guys. For those of you celebrating Thanksgiving, happy, happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you guys here on Monday. Have an amazing day, guys. Take it easy. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>